Amen. Amen. So we shall be sharing together this morning uh, just um, to see what the Lord will be saying to us as we close the year. Uh, it may not look a typical message for closing the year with, but I believe God is sending this word specifically to prepare us for the coming year. Of course, some things will be relevant to, you know, our evaluating the year that is passing. But this is with a focus for the year that is ahead. The Lord doesn't just want us to have a gap between 2021 and 2022, as though they are separate, one actually flows into the other. And that's the way our life, our, our lives are. It's a transition into another. And there should be, therefore, a logical connection for us, hallelujah, in our journey with God. Turn with me to Isaiah 9, Isaiah chapter 9, where our sister took a text from last week, one of the passages that she read and where the, the title of her message came from. We are not going to be looking at that title today, but there is a connection between what was said last week and what God is saying this week and what, what God will be saying to us in the coming year. And so I read, and it's relevant for the season that we are in, but let's see the lesson that God will have us speak from here. Isaiah 9, verse 6, done. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder, And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, verse 7 now, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. In passing last week, our sister said, The world is celebrating 
the child that was born. But we as people of God, we understand better. That though a child was born, actually a son was given. In Christmas, people generally recognize that a child was born. But the problem is in not recognizing the son that was given. Do you understand that? The world is embracing the child that was born. But lagging behind in recognizing and accepting and receiving the son that was given. I think that was a startling statement. Amen. Amen. But what I'll be looking at today, turn with me first to John chapter one, the gospel according to John chapter one. In John chapter one, the Bible says, talking about the son that was given, from verse 10, it says, he was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own did not receive him. Does that, do we understand that? But as many as received him, to them he gave the right, or other translations will say the power, the legal right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Hallelujah. That is the disconnect we're talking about in, in celebrating the child that was born, but refusing to acknowledge the son that was given. The child that was born wouldn't mean anything to any one of us if it did not become a son that was given. Hallelujah. Oh, may we connect with this very quickly in Jesus' name. I just want us to picture Jesus. If he had remained a child, then even though he was born to be a savior, we will never have received salvation, will we? No, 
Hallelujah. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave the son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So it is the son actually that conveyed to us the love of God. The child was born to become a son that will convey the love, the great love of God to humanity. It is pointless celebrating the son without receiving the child that was born, without receiving the son that is the savior of the world. And if you are here listening to me, anywhere from any part of the world on this platform, I say to you again, your celebration of Christmas means nothing until you have acknowledged, accepted, received the song that was given. That's the hope of the world. One of us said last week that they went around the town. They saw the light shining. They saw everywhere bright but they didn't see Jesus. Amen. May the Lord help us that we will not miss the significance of the child that was born. destined to become the son and the savior of the world. Amen. May we receive him into our hearts in Jesus' name. That's about that. And if you are here this morning and you have not received him, this is your opportunity. Because it is those who have received the son that was given, that are given the power, the legal authority to lay claim to being a child of God. Hallelujah. Let's go back to Isaiah chapter 9. Where are we going this morning? For those of us who have already received the son that was given and given the power to become sons of God. There's a lot to learn from here. In becoming effective witnesses that God has called us to be able ambassadors, according to the theme he gave us this year, there must be a transition 
from being a child born into the kingdom of God and a son to be given for the blessing of the world. Hallelujah. We will never be effective if we remain children. In this sense, I'm talking in terms of not just offspring, I'm talking in terms of uh, maturity. Are you getting me? Growth and maturity. Every child born into the kingdom of God, by the reason of the second birth, ought to make a transition from being a child to being a son to be relevant to the purpose of God, to the purpose of the kingdom of God on earth. Our, our impact, our effectiveness, can I even say our usefulness in the kingdom of God is predicated on this journey, this transition from being a child to being a son. The question then I'll be asking this morning is this, how far are you? How far am I? In fact, that's the question, not me asking, God asking us. How far are we in this journey? This journey, this transition from being a child to being a son. Does this make sense to us? That's the question God will be rounding up this year up with us with. It's a question we all have to answer as we assess the last, in this last week of the year, our journey so far, please assess it, make the assessment based on how far you are in that journey. of transitioning from being a child to being a son. Hallelujah. And I'll be telling you what exactly God is encouraging all of us to do. Maybe that is where I should introduce the topic for this morning then. Grow in grace. Grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grow in grace. Grow in grace. Second Peter 3, 18. If there's anything any one of us will need to ask for for the coming year, even from now, is, oh God, help me to grow. I need to grow in your grace. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18 says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord 
and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, both now and forever. Amen. Grow in grace. And knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, the transitioning from being a child born into the kingdom of God to becoming a son that can be given requires growth. Requires growth. Requires growing unto maturity. And that will take grace. It takes the help of God. Are you, are you getting me? It, it is more than food, physical food. It is grace. That is the help of the Almighty. That is necessary for a man or a woman to become all that God wants him to be. Grace. If you need, if you are asking for anything, ask for grace. Say, Lord, oh, for the grace for the coming year to make progress in my journey with you. The Lord has spoken to us in many different ways. The question is, how far have I grown in grace, in the grace of God? That divine enablement, divine aid, divine help to becoming all that God wants you to be. And of course, the reason we have seen knowledge of God there is, of course, there is already a standard, isn't it? There's already a standard. If we are talking about growth, how do you measure it? How do you know you are growing in grace? Except you catch a revelation of Christ himself. You have no comparison, will you? It is when you see yourself and you see where Christ is, that you know what your needs are. Amen. That's when you know where your weaknesses are, where the area you need is all sufficient grace. is in your life. I want us to go into the, from now, journey into the, as you are evaluating your life, look at it. Those to whom Christ has been revealed, they always look back and say, I haven't gone too far. I need grace, Lord. The only thing they can cry for is grace. Grace and mercy. Because the standard is already set and it's high. It is the fullness of the stature of Christ himself. 
Amen. And that is why none of us can claim to say I've arrived yet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And of course, with every revelation of Christ that a man is able to catch and humble himself before the Lord comes the grace of God. When you see yourself in the light of Christ, I say, oh Lord, send me help. Help will come. There will be aid. The only person who will be denied grace is the one who does not know how to humble himself before the Lord. And humility is not just walking like this as if uh, if they put water in your mouth, it won't spill for the whole day. No. Humility is your assessment, true assessment of yourself before God, when you have truly come into the revelation knowledge of him. Hallelujah. For his grace will always be made perfect in our weaknesses. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm not, I can talk about grace for the rest of this morning. But I just want to let us know that we need to grow in grace. We need to grow in grace. Don't go into the next year, say, making some funny, funny resolution, New Year resolution. Doesn't work. Just lay your life before God and say, God, these are my deficiencies. These are areas I need to grow. Oh, I need your grace to meet up with this. Of my own self, I can do nothing. But I can do all things through you who is strengthening me. Philippians 4.13. Does this make sense to us? Are you following me? We need a lot of grace, brothers and sisters. Grace. Grace. Your grace alone. And grace like one of our fathers in the Lord said, comes in quantum, is delivered. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's exactly what John chapter one we read tell, tells us. Let's go there now. John chapter one. I'm just praying that the Lord will open all our eyes to know where we need the grace of God for the coming year. Hallelujah that we may make progress in this growth process from childhood to manhood. I'll come back to that later. If you go to that John, it says, from verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. When they saw his glory, they saw grace, they saw truth. 
They didn't just, just see a discovery of him. Who is the way, the truth, and the life, but they encountered grace. Anyone who ever truly encountered Jesus will encounter his grace also. Hallelujah. For the scripture says it gives more grace if only we can humble ourselves before him. The only group of people who will be resisted is the proud. I pray we all will learn humility and draw grace from him in Jesus' name. Even from the things, the revelation he has given us in this assembly throughout this year. I'm sure you'll be wondering, God, can we do this? But he did it himself. Grace will bring us to where we need to be. The offer this morning is, I can see God saying, draw grace from me. You need grace. Grow in grace. Grow in grace. Don't hide your limitation. Don't gloss over your limitation. Acknowledges, admit it in the light of his revelation, in the light of his knowledge, and draw grace. Don't be discouraged if you have not measured up to or draw grace. Hallelujah. Look at what the scripture says. John bore witness of him and cried out saying, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me is preferred before me for he was before me and of his fullness. Hallelujah. And of his fullness, we all have received and grace for grace. That's why that our father said, grace is delivered in quantum. You receive grace and more grace is bestowed upon you. Hallelujah. Do you get the point we're making this morning? He's full of grace and truth. From his fullness, his fullness is for our fulfillment. Hallelujah. It's as we draw from his fullness, that we become fulfilled in him. If only we know what to draw from him, grace. Grace upon grace. Can someone read that for me from a newer translation? Even if I can't get to where I was thinking I'll get to this morning, if you can only understand that we all need grace to measure up to the realm that God is calling us to, it will be sufficient this morning. Let's say you are saying, I don't even know what to pray for for the coming year. Say, God, grace. Grace. Divine help in every aspect of my life. Grace. There's rich grace available. The Bible talks about the richness of his grace. His grace is rich.
It has everything you can think of to meet every human need, every human challenge that will ever present, able to deal with every weakness and deficiency in the life of a man or woman. Without grace will be nothing. Without grace, we cannot achieve anything. Hallelujah. For your own life, for your family life, for your work life, for your social life, for your material life, grace. And that's why the Bible talks about the grace of God as manifold. If you read from them, I think that should be First Peter chapter 4, verse 10. He talked about the manifold grace of God. It's multifaceted, multidimensional, many-sided grace of God. The side that you need may not necessarily be the side of it that I need. Every man will draw according to his need of grace. Amen. Grace is needed for growth. It is in the grace of God that the favor of God abides, isn't it? And that's why you will see some verses where it is called grace. They say favor because the grace of God is actually the favor of God. Hallelujah. And that's why some definition will say unmerited favor, undeserved favor. That's the definition for grace, which is true. Oh, there's sufficient grace. There's sufficient grace. When God told Paul, say, my grace is sufficient for you. For my grace is made perfect in your weakness. There's a grace to perfect every weakness. There's a grace to live above every weakness. There's a grace to attain. There's a grace to achieve. Don't leave it behind as you go into the coming year. Say, Lord, I will grow in grace. I need more of grace. Not more of struggling to become grace to become, divine help to become. Pray that mercy will be shown to you in the coming year. Make the throne of grace your habitation as we go into the coming year. Hebrews 4, 16, approach the throne of grace with confidence so that you can obtain mercy and find help for the time of need, for the area of need in your own life. And I will do exactly the same. May we grow in the grace of God. May we grow in the grace of God, which is freely available, generously given in Christ Jesus. It carries a fullness that cannot be exhausted. And look at it. 
in that passage I was reading in John. It says, and of his fullness, we all have received grace for grace. I have someone to read that for me in a newer translation. If someone can do that, please do. And from the overflow of his fullness, we received grace heaped upon more grace. Grace from the overflow of his fullness, we received grace heaped upon grace, piled upon grace. There's a stockpile of grace waiting for you to take your portion. There's a storehouse of grace that cannot be exhausted. May we find grace. May we draw grace. Grace is already made ours in Christ Jesus. We only need to take it. We only need to draw from it. That's why Paul will always pray. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. Be multiplied to you. Be multiplied to you. I can't talk about peace just now, today. But the more you grow in grace, the more you find peace. Amen. And let me go back there again to that John. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Grace and truth came through him. It's not about law. It's about grace. Amen. The law shows you what you must not do. Isn't it? The law shows you the standard you have to meet, but offers no help for you. Grace shows you the truth and offers you help to meet up with it. That is true Christianity. May the Lord help us this morning in Jesus' name. There's a call to grow in grace. I think that's the point that I've been making all month. The point God has been conveying to us. But to know our need of grace, we need a knowledge of him. We need a revelation of him. For us to see ourselves in the light of his image. And two, to see the help, the grace, the divine aid that is available in him. Is that point well made this morning? Hallelujah. So growth is one thing that we cannot but make.
we must grow. Grow. There's no point remaining the same year in, year out. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of time in church. Growth is a necessity. It's unavoidable. It is no point telling ourselves year by year, year in year, that is who I am. That's who I am. It's a waste of time. If you, if who you are does not mean meet and measure up with the person of Christ, then change it. You cannot be an effective witness for him. But you cannot change yourself. You need the grace of God to attain that change. That's the point. There's no single person who cannot be changed. If you have been hot-tempered, come in down, tell and say, God, this can go by your grace. Do you get the point I'm making this morning? That's the only way the word of God can profit us. Like I said, this may be bringing us into something in the new year. And that's why I'm not going to rush what I wanted to say before. Maybe God is just preparing us with this passage today. But how do you know, quickly as we round up, how do you know you are making that transition. You are progressing in that transition. You are moving from being a child to being a son. The one thing I want to say is this. In every child, know that there is a son. Are you getting me? When you have a male child, you know that it's a son. In, there's a son, isn't it? Yeah, that's my son. So, in childhood, is hidden sonship. <laughs> Hallelujah. And everyone who must be a blessing to their generation, the sonship in them must come out. Hallelujah. In every male child, there is a man that, they, that God is expecting to emerge. In every female child, there is a woman, a woman of God, a woman of virtue, a woman of stature that God is expecting to emerge. Hallelujah. You get the point I'm making? That's why they've caught up about the man Jesus. No longer the child Jesus. Amen.
How do we know we are making this progress? And I'll just quickly take a few things. Look at what happened with Jesus quickly. And the government will be upon his shoulder. What does that tell us? What does that imply? Responsibility. Becoming more responsible. The government shall be, that's responsibility bearing. More responsible before God and before men. Are you following me? More responsible. One on whom responsibility can be placed. It's not everyone in church that God can put responsibility on, kingdom responsibility. And that's a point that we have to make very quickly. Who is understanding? Who, who understands this point I've just made now? Responsibility. The way you know that your child is growing is that there are certain things you couldn't have asked them to do two, three years ago that you can then say you can do it now. There are assignments you will not send them. Amen. One of the young men in this church who is an, who is an international driver who can drive very well now is Ubon. <laughs> but... Imagine if someone had given him a key, the key to a car. And say, take me from here to uh, Stoke-on-Trent. Eight years ago. You, you get the point I'm making? Somebody, whoever sees you will think you are crazy for giving a child that. Or 12 years ago. I'm just like responsibility. They can shoulder some responsibilities. May the Lord help us. When Jesus became a son that could be given, he took on responsibility, isn't it? He took on responsibility. He began to see himself as responsible for something. What are you? What do you see yourself as responsible for in the kingdom of God, in the community, in the society? Are you still full of blame for everyone and every person? Responsibility. Let me quickly show you the same man, Jesus because it's the revelation of him we need to know, isn't it? Let's even just speak him alone. There are others. But if you look at Luke, the book of Luke, the book of Luke says, from verse 39, Luke chapter two, verse 39. So when they had performed all the things according to the law, of the law, they returned to Galilee, to their own city, Nazareth, and the child grew. Mm -hmm. Can you see growth? And became strong in spirit. Hallelujah. To bear responsibility, kingdom responsibility, 
There's, a, there's an inner spiritual strength, inner strength in your spirit that you need. There's an inner stamina you must build. Filled with wisdom. Can you get that? Wisdom. Wisdom. If I have to define wisdom and other things today, we won't have enough time. But just know it. Am I getting wiser by day? You get the point? Or is the same, 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 same old? And the grace of God was upon him. Can you see Jesus needed grace? Do, do you get the point? That's why I said grace is impossible. Uh, growth is impossible without grace. It is impossible. You must have the grace of God. You must have the favor of God abiding upon your head. And look at what happened with that. He began to think better. You remember they were looking for him at a point. He sat down with the teachers of the law in the temple. When they found him, look at what he said in verse 49, because of time. And he said to them, why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. We have taught about this when we were teaching, teaching young people about the need to submit to authority, parental authority. But his mother kept all these things in her heart and Jesus increased. Are you following me? He was full of wisdom, he increased in wisdom. There's nothing you have now that cannot be increased. There's nothing I have now that cannot be increased. Whatever we have now, they are best at their seed form. There's a fuller manifestation of them that we need to crave after, we need to long for. He increased in wisdom and stature, that is how he measures up on that scale of becoming more like Jesus. And in favor with God, amen. Are you getting it? It became evident, even in his interaction and relationship with people. Amen. Brothers and sisters, because it is time already, I may stop here. But one thing we have said this morning is this. We all need to grow. We all need grace to achieve that. And this grace is available in our Lord Jesus Christ. There's the necessary transition we must make. And one clear attribute of someone growing from being a child to being a son is responsibility. In the decisions that you take, are you responsible? Are you responsible? If there are two choices available on ground, Will your decision for one or the other be based on a sense of responsibility? 
before God, before men, or will it be a stupid one that shows how childish you are? Let's bow our heads as we pray. Amen. Just talk to God this morning. Go before the Lord, come before the Lord confidently and approach the throne of grace. The throne of grace is available for everyone. The door of the throne of grace is open 24-7. Whether you wake up in the morning or in the middle of the night, you can always approach the throne of grace. Where you can obtain mercy from God. for anything that has gone wrong and you will receive help. There is help available before the throne of grace that no one must miss. Go before the Lord. And as we go into this last week of the year, if there's anything you need, if there's anything I need, cry for grace. Say, Lord, Oh, for grace. Oh, for grace. In this area of my life, in this aspect of my family, oh, for grace. Oh, for grace. And help will come for you. For it's a present help. In times of need. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen.